Hi, and welcome to the show, your Ultimate Playlist podcast full of choice tracks. I'm Brandon. I'm Damon. I'm Dietrich. And I'm Taj. All right. Well, welcome back to the show. If you're a returning listener, and if this is your first time, uh, welcome. So just a quick little recap of what we do here. So there's a, a couple sides to this podcast. Side A is where we pick a theme based on, well, we pick a song, excuse me, we pick a song based on a theme, and then we discuss the songs that we chose for that theme. And then on side B, this is where we have a choice album. So on a previous episode, one of the hosts selects an album and we all listen to the album, have a conversation about the album and pick pick our favorite tracks from that album. So let's go ahead and drop that needle on side A. All right. So side A, the theme for this week's episode. Um... I kind of feel like it might be a little vague. I do take responsibility for that, but I think it makes sense. So basically the theme for this week's episode is it is a song that is a, it's a song where the singer is talking about a specific person or a specific moment in time. They're reminiscing about about that person or that time in their life. Uh, really kind of a, a songwriter song, if, if, if you kind of understand what I mean. Hopefully it'll make more sense once we kind of break down all of our choice tracks. Um, so that's the theme. Like I said, it's, it's really vague, uh, but I think we have some really good choices here. And uh, let's go ahead and get started. So the song that I actually chose, and there is sort of a reason why I chose it. It actually uh, connects to the album on side B. Uh, and that's why I was trying to come up with a theme that matched the song that I really wanted to do. Um, the song is actually by the artist Richard Thompson. And the song is called Bee's Wing. She was a rare thing. Fine as a bee's wing So fine a breath of wind might blow her away and this song came out in 1994 and is from his album Mirror Blue. Um, I'll discuss a little bit more about Richard Thompson when we get into side B. Um, needless to say, his name has already been brought up before. He was actually, uh, he, he was an artist that was uh, part of Fairport Convention, which was one of my choice albums. Um, I am a big fan of, of course, his work on Fairport Convention. Uh, I w- I'm also a fan of his work with his ex-wife, and I'm a big fan of his solo solo work as well. And this was from one of his solo albums, which, like I said, it was from 1994. Um, I just think that the song is is very, I don't know, it's, it's just so lovely. Like, it's just such a great ballad. Um, I, I think one of his strong suits uh, is uh, he, he's a fantastic songwriter. And I think that there's such a, a great story in this song. And uh, this song has been covered multiple times. And I think it really resonates with, with people when they listen to it. Um, the song, he was inspired by his time uh, in, in the late 60s and 70s, uh, especially when he was with his ex-wife living in a village. And he kind of came up with the song based on uh, a tramp that he knew named Ted, who would come into the town at random times when they were living there in a village. And then it was inspired by uh, some of these folk folk artists uh, in the late 60s and 70s, like Annie Briggs, who they were, you know, vagabonds and, and just would like pick up and leave and then just come back like years later. And um, so, I, you know, that's what inspired him to write the song. And like I said, I just think it's a lovely song. Um, I, I just enjoy it. I really like the melody. He's a great guitarist. Uh, he's got a very unique voice that, um, you know, you hear it and I don't like everybody. I mean, you know, he's he's special. He's he's unique. And um, yeah, I, it's it's a fan favorite. And I uh, it's one of my favorite songs by Richard Thomas. Thompson. And uh, it's just it's just a great story about about looking back on on this woman at a specific time in his life. And um, I don't know. So I got to say, I think I've said a lot. I'll go ahead and uh, hand off the baton to someone else if they want to talk about this. Um, So I I liked it. Um, It took me took me a little bit to get into it but i did like it the storytelling is there um man yeah it's 
it's the story is so compelling there and then especially that full circle at the end where you know um yeah there's just some lines in there that stand out because if i remember correctly because he has the line like that he heard that she got married and and but the gypsy life even wasn't enough wandering for her you're like oh man like that's just like some crazy storytelling in that and then yeah and then the 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 kind of the moral or the the end part where it's like you know it's like she, she doesn't look as pretty but he still he still would love her and and that part is like yeah that's that's crazy so yeah like that's crazy that you even like her. She well, wasn't no, pretty. I'm like, mean, damn, it, that's crazy, dude. Well, no, no. I'm just saying that <laughs> the the fact that I mean, he's being like honest in his storytelling, but yet he's still right. he's still romanticizing. It, I don't know. It, it's just it, I like it. I do like it for sure. So yeah, it's kind of like a yeah, sort of like a fairy, not a fairy tale, but like a like a tale of long ago. It sounds like something I can relate to. I guess like, it seems like a time period song. But yeah, it's got a nice. It's got a nice. It's got really good instrumental in the back. There's like the flute, violin, all that stuff's really awesome. Like I respect string instruments, wind instruments. I mean, it's it's not easy. And I think that yeah, this artist uh, he he does that kind of stuff a lot, not just in this song, probably on all his albums. Um, yeah, it sort of like reminds me of um, I got a little bit of Bon Iver. Um, he's sort of like a, he sings a lot of slower songs and has a lot of stories and stuff like that, which is it's pretty cool. It's like it's, it's hard for me to get into it all the time, but uh, in Lord Huron, uh, he, he did like I think I saw him recently this summer, but. He was doing a lot of this stuff too. And then he had like faster songs, slower songs, which I think is the same with Richard Thompson. He's, he has a mix. Yeah. This is a nice, uh, I can appreciate, appreciate your appreciation for it, Brandon. So yeah. 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 It was definitely a good song. Good choice. Um, it threw me off at first because I thought it was like B swing. And I'm like, what is a B swing? And then when I actually listened to it, you know, you said fine. That a sounds kind of dirty. Wing. I don't know. Yeah, it did. And I was like, oh, okay. But fine is a bee's wing. I was like, oh, damn. That's that's a nice little simile right there. So I was like, okay. And once I started listening to it, got into it, um, you got a full band. You, he's got a great voice. He carries on top of every track um, that I heard from him. Um, so, yeah, this was definitely a great pick, man. I, I really have no qualms with it. And I definitely get the, the nostalgia of looking back. Um, you know, reminiscing on this particular time with this female. And, yeah, she can't be held down. It is what it is. But at the end of the day, like, he still had to admire the fact that he tried. You know what I'm saying? Because not everybody has that kind of courage to go after somebody that they know they can't ultimately have. All right. Well said. Yeah. Awesome. Wait, wait, maybe I'm wrong, but it felt like in the story, like he actually got a chance to have a relationship with her. But then she she left. Well, yeah, because he did say like because they had a relationship and then she left. And like, it's just interesting because it's one of those like he was he would take her back. <laughs> right, but that's that's the point, right? It's yeah. When when you when I say somebody that you, you can't never have, it's not the fact that you can't get with them in a relationship. It's oh. the fact that she's not gonna stay. Gotcha. <laughs> it's, right. She's she's literally a free spirit, and her, she'll change at any point in time. Is she and she, you're uh, left with that. Yeah. She older or younger? I can't tell. The song. She was a laundry girl when yeah. he met her. Yeah. Ooh. There, there, one of the lyrics that I just, I love that in the song is when he says, I wouldn't have it any other way. I, I love that. I love that yeah. lyric. It sounds yeah. like these guys had a lot of free time on their hands doing laundry, just kind of hanging out, picking fruits and shit. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I wish I had that kind of time. Like you Once said, it's a summer time. of love. You, you make time, yeah. you know? That's like high school. No. Yeah, maybe in high school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Before I started working at high school, maybe I was picking fruits. Um, but uh, she she definitely was not going to stick around. Yeah. Type situation. And, and he, he knew that he, he took it and he would he would do it 10 times over again <laughs> if he had the chance. So, yeah. You know, what's what's crazy, too, if you think about like the the comparison, the analogy, like compare, like saying she's a bees wing. Who thinks of that? Like that's, that was crazy. That's what threw me off. Was like, He's like a right. poet. dude. He's a poet. Oh, yeah. Know it. Poet didn't know it. <laughs> That's why he does remind me of Bon Iver and that kind of artist, though, because they're very poetic, too. So it's like it's folk rock, right? 
I mean, I, I can tell you that he's been nominated for alternative rock albums for Grammys. Mm-hmm. So, right. you know, I, I definitely, like if you go, back. if you look at Fairport Convention, that is yeah. definitely like British folk rock, you know, but he, I don't know. He, we'll talk about it more uh, yeah. a little bit later, but um, yeah. Anyway, uh, cool. All right. Well, um, why don't we go ahead and move along and who I'd like to really hear from Diedrich. Um, I picked a song. When you said what the theme was going to be, this song immediately popped in my head. Uh, One, because I had heard it probably a couple of days prior and it was still hold true to my heart, but also because it was um, one of those that was very impactful. Um, especially on the reminiscing, which is actually in the title of the song, they reminisce over you. Um, it's actually a acronym, um, that they made up, but the real true story is, um, there was a person by the name of Trouble T. Roy, or Troy, for sure was his real name, but, um, he was a friend of these two individuals and he died suddenly. And it like shocked the whole community because he was one of those people that had an infectious heart. Um, he had an infectious laugh. He was one of those people that was a, um, if you had that person in your life, he was that person that was the life of the party, but not necessarily in a bad way. Um, it was one of those that, you know, he brought light into the room and everybody wanted to be around him. And when he passed, it was like a, a soul, like time of darkness. Like there was a lot of people that were depressed because of that, because he was, he was a rock in a lot of people's lives. So that being said, this individual actually was depressed when he wrote this song. Um, and basically what you got is one of the most um, memorable hip hop tracks. It wasn't it wasn't top charting. Yeah, I think you reached number 58 on the charts on uh, Billboard um, Top 100. But as far as like hip hop goes, it was definitely a mainstay in, in hip hop tradition and, and how you actually use rhyme scheme to describe things. And he was very, very poetic in how he talked about things that they have been through and situations that he knows with that person's life and, and how he tied it all in together. So what I'm talking about is from the 1992 album, uh, oh, what well, damn, why the album slip out of my head? Make it on the soul, brother. Um, uh, the group themselves were actually two individuals, but they came together. It was P-Rock, C.L. Smooth. Um, the title track was They Reminisce Over You, a.k.a. Troy. I reminisce for a spell, or shall I say think back? Yeah. 22 years ago to keep it on track. The birth of a child on the 8th of October. A toast with my granddaddy came And um, like I said, it was one of those hip-hop masterpieces that didn't hit the charts as well, but it definitely became one of those mainstays in hip-hop when you put on that track. You can pretty much any hip hop head can come out and go lyric for lyric on what this person is talking about, what they're saying, how they feel, and just the whole the whole thing of the person's life is, is thrown into this track. What do y'all think about that? So I'll I'll go ahead and start and and say I have always loved this song and I don't even know when I first heard it I don't even know if I actually knew the name of the song or the artist but um, it was definitely something that was like a, a, a mainstay for me when it first came out I don't know how or when maybe it did play you know on the radio a lot or it was right. on MTV I'm not sure but but it's a song that I've I've always really liked and and uh, you know I haven't heard it in a while so it was great to uh to go back and listen to like i said i didn't i didn't quite know the name of the artist or the song so that when i was your your pick and i went to go listen to it, i'm like i know this song and i'm like oh man i and i yeah i've always loved this song i i love the storytelling i love the lyrics i love their vocals um mm-hmm. it's it's a phenomenal song and i want to give you double brownie points for picking a song title that has the word reminisce in it uh none of us have done that so um yeah i mean i I applaud you for for doing that and uh and just bringing this song back into my life i i didn't realize how much i missed that song so um it was great it was great i yeah excellent choice thank you thank you thank you i uh to be honest i had never heard the song before so but i I liked it i enjoyed it uh uh the the storytelling in it is just amazing and then just i mean i there's some parts i'm still unclear on but like it's 
But it's there. Well, no, because the first part I get, the first part is I think him talking about what his mom went through and how his dad came back and then like, what is it, 12 years later? <laughs> like they, they, he has a sibling and this time she's yeah. like, no, I'm going to get a house this time and I'm getting married. Like either, either you're giving me this or I'm not. And then, yeah. and then I think it goes from there to him then having his own kids. And then it kind of ends with him talking about like all his extended family, like how he's going to be like his aunt and be like other people in his family. And it's like, but yeah, the, the whole, like the whole story is there, but that's where I kind of lose that disconnect between him talking about his mom. And then I think he's talking about how he's having his own kid and his, his dad's trying to come in and say like, you should do it this way. It's like, no, no, I'm going to do it the way I want to do it. You weren't there. <laughs> type of thing so yeah the first part is literally about how how it came about um and then how the dad came back into the life and then well actually it wasn't the dad it was it was a a different individual that came into the life Papa Doc. and then right. from there um he's raising him and he's raising um the girl pam and and his sister and and he's basically telling the story of how you grew up with him and then essentially goes over into uh, basically Troy's story. So he goes from his story into Troy's story and ties it all in together. Gotcha. And how they met and, and how it affects the whole community because these are the people that they grew up with and how they interacted with everybody and, and how he had to put them on the track. Yeah. But yeah. So yeah, it, they laughed all night about the hookers at the party. <laughs> and uh <laughs> they they've got so many different so many different parts he, he brings up in memory's sake. And it's like one of those things was like it makes you reminisce on times when you were around your family or your friends or if you lost a loved one. Um, you know, it's definitely one of those things. But once you get to the point where you just start having happy thoughts about that individual, it just sits warm in the heart. Right. Yeah. So for sure. That's a real story here, man. This is like a yes, sir. So long song. <laughs> <laughs> it's a book, basically. He's giving a book to listen to. Thanks, Dietrich. No. Um, <laughs> Thanks for the it's, homework, Dietrich. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I enjoy the, I enjoy the music though. It's like kind of similar to like your last episode pick and that beat. It's like '90s band or no? It's yeah, true. it's uh, yeah, P. Rock Seals movie. They actually, um, Troy died in '90. And uh, they made a song in 91 and they released it on their album in 92. And it's it's a DJ and a rapper. And they came together as a duo on this particular track. And then they wound up being a duo for a little while longer. Um, wow. So yeah. it, it kind of worked out in that aspect. Wow. Damn, dude. Tragic. But yeah, no, I like the I like the story that you know I mean, Taj broke it down. But yeah, it's about relationships and your parents' advice and all that shit and things that you don't know how to do. And <laughs> personally, I don't have any kids, so <laughs> I'm like, why are you even having kids, dude? But uh, a lot of people disagree with that. Obviously, I'm here. Somebody disagreed, so. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like I like the uh, the saxophone and just like the the jazzy beat. I really do dig that a lot, actually. So are they a hip-hop or a rap group? Yeah, they're hip-hop. Hip-hop, yeah. I gravitate more towards hip-hop, I think, sometimes. And then certain artists, it's rap. It depends on the artist, but they, these guys do it right. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely like that nine, early 90s beat. And there's a lot of bands that sound like they have the same sort of trend going at that time, but I dig it. Yeah, they really tapped in, like, early, early 90s is when they started tapping into the jazz era. Yeah. So they really took a lot of samples. Um, Funky like, Yep. So yeah. it was one of those situations where it's like, okay, um, you know, what are we really going to do with this? And, like, this one actually came from, I want to say his name was Trevor Scott. No, Trevor where the Scott? actual uh, Scott. The name means a bell. I don't want to sound like an idiot. I don't want to either. I'm, I'm actually trying to... <laughs> Pull it together. It's like where where did it come from? Oh, it was um. This Corey Brent Penn is one of the songwriters. Yeah, and P Peter that's S. L. Smooth, and the other one that's P Rock, and Corey was C. L. Smooth. P Rock, nice dude. And P Rock is a well-renowned DJ slash producer. So if anybody can get a beat from him, they're they're a lucky individual. <laughs> um, yeah, man, shit. Well, all right. Well, thank you for for that. Um, let's go to move on, and it's gonna be Damon. All right. Yeah. So immediately when you told me the theme of this, this, um, episode, I was like, oh, there's a perfect song. And it's like, it's kind of in the song, the summer of 69. And this song is done by Brian Adams. Was it summer of 69? Me and some guys from school had a bad 
Brian Adams, well, this album was um, released in 85, and it's called Reckless. But that's, uh, there's there's like A and B hits, A side, B side hits on this. But um, yeah, Brian Adams, if you don't know him from this, you might might have seen the movie Robin Hood. He did like soundtrack pieces in that from the 90s, Kevin Costner movie. Um, yeah, that's the shit I remember. I don't know why. But uh <laughs> But yeah, I like this song a lot. Um, he got his first real six string. <laughs> so like he's talking about playing music and chicks. And uh, I think it's a little bit before his time. I don't know where he got 69. Like 69, dude. I think it was, maybe he meant something else. <laughs> it's the summer of 69, but it was actually 85. So go figure. <laughs> but um, yeah, anyway. I yeah, like we're going to leave that alone. All right. <laughs> What do you mean? But yeah, this is this is a good this is a good song. I liked it. You guys probably all know it. Everybody's heard it on the radio. If you haven't, then you don't listen to the radio. You need to get out more or do something with your life. But uh, other than just listen to us, which I appreciate. So, what do you guys think? <laughs> I'm gonna stop talking now. Uh, let's. I'll jump in and it's. I mean, yeah, it's a it's a classic. Like it, you pretty much. It, I don't think there's any way you couldn't have heard of the song <laughs> unless you were on the moon or something. But yeah, right. it just yeah. It, yeah, it, it totally fits with this. It, it's interesting because it's one of those songs that like everybody knows the lyrics to pretty much and can sing along. But it's, it's kind of sometimes not one of those that you immediately think about as like a storytelling or a re- reminiscing song. It kind of feels like a party anthem at times. You know what I'm trying to say? But uh, but yeah, it, it, it's one. It, once you like actually look at the lyrics or listen to lyrics in depth, you're like, oh, yeah, this this guy's totally, totally reminiscing about the past, you know? I feel like it's not too much of a party song. A little bit, I guess. Yeah, I guess people are listening and singing this in a bar. They're getting right. wasted. Like, exactly. I feel like they heard it before. They're all excited, but like they never heard this fucking song. And they somehow know the lyrics. They kind of like, oh, stumble in with other people, and then yeah, but really, it's, it's song it's, and journey. It's it's you can't go wrong in a bar. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. You mean I can't stop believing? <laughs> I mean, you can stop believing once you start listening to this, but not going right. there. Not going there. Okay. <laughs> Brandon. Oh, okay. I didn't know Diedrich wanted to speak. Uh, a cricket sound know. machine, a cricket yeah. soundboard. It's, it's, it's a cricket soundboard. No, it's it's not bad. It's I remember Ryan Adams very, very, very late. Um, you, you especially in the eighties, you couldn't do anything without him being on a soundtrack somewhere, um, making some Kevin Costner movie sound better than what it actually was. Um, yeah. <laughs> Dude no. wearing green tights and shit. I mean that better. Yeah. No, I saw it. But um what I was gonna say is, um, I mean, hell, that's that's one of those songs that you can't get by without singing it. Um you, you can't let it pass you without singing it. And you know, he definitely hit that mark when it came to um, you know, just just throwing out songs. Like you there are certain songwriters that are great by just singing, and then there are certain songwriters who know how to pull out intensity and thought in, in song. He's one of those people that knows how to pull out the intensity in a song and make you feel what he's saying with his work. And this is one of those songs. And whether it got, you know, pushed into the the pop limelight, so to speak, um, of of rock, or whether, you know, was you know basically a one-off type situation especially for him because he's got a lot of ballads under his name as well but nah this is this was definitely yeah. a great song so i had no problem nice yeah i always picture being at the lake with a bunch of chicks just barbecuing and jumping in the water i don't know why that maybe drinking like a beer it's like a beer commercial kind of but then it's like oh well i wonder what it was like to live in 1969 was it that cool or i don't know yeah. I always hit a picture immediately after this song, the scene from Animal House, where you believe he takes the guitar and you see <laughs> smashes that. it on the hippie. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Because the whole song is about like I, I got my first guitar and then it should end with that punchline. Like, can I see well, that? yeah, I wouldn't associate him with that. But you, you crazy animal, right? Yeah, and I the song. I mean, I 
we're all familiar with it. I mean, we're we're all around the same age, and we all heard this song multiple times growing up on the radio. Uh, I mean, it was everywhere, um, and uh, and I definitely I definitely dug it. I I I still enjoy the song. It it is an anthem. It is you know yeah. It's it's a song that you know even if you don't know it. You know, <laughs> like you you like you may not know the artist. You may not even know the name of the song, though you should, because, you know, he says summer is 69 a few times. But, um, yeah, I, I like the song. I, I've always enjoyed it. I, I like when Brian Adam rocks, you know, like, don't get me wrong. I, I enjoy, you know, everything I do is fine. I like that ballad. It's OK, I guess. But, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, we all grew right. up with it, but like. I, I definitely I do it for you, this. Brandon. Do it for yeah. you. I enjoy this. I enjoy this side of Brian Adams. Uh, I think more than I do when he's he's singing the slower song. So you know, who doesn't want to be standing on their mama's porch? You know? Yeah. I mean, I yeah. think I had a five and dime and, on the street. And he does a good job of painting the, a picture. You know, like you can, you can all see what he's talking about. You know, yeah. like we we get it. we we see it in our head. It's it's a very vivid image and. Uh, and I like that about the song. So, but yeah, you 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 might catch you catch yourself uh, singing along to the song, even when you don't mean to. You'll you'll just kind of like you'll be even you'll be humming to it when you don't mean to, you know. And you really don't mean to, but it's right, kinda right. Happens. And then you start belting out like a Brian Adams. Whoa! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, and you picked a Canadian, Damon. <laughs> I was trying roll, to roll, dude. Let's <laughs> try to mix it up a little bit and go back to my roots. Back to your roots of '69. <laughs> 69 in it all the way all right well um bringing up bringing up the rear ties. uh all right so right <laughs> the caboose um so on this one I'll, I'll be honest i i i like the song i picked I do kind of wish I had more time to pick a better one, but I think this one's a perfectly good one. Um, there was, it was interesting because I had Brandon's song pick as like a, a template to use, right? And there was songs that had reminiscing, but then talked about, the singer was talking about how what they were going to do, how that affected their current life or what they were going to do differently, right? And, and so that was like, it was, so it was part reminiscing, part not. And so I was trying to find something that was like totally reminiscing and something that was also coming from the singer's perspective, not somebody singing about somebody. I know I put too many caveats on myself. Anyways, uh, <laughs> the song I ended up going with was Katy Perry's. And um, it the song is the one that got away. Um, so this song, um, came out in 2010. Um, I'm not sure exactly which album it came on. Uh, supposedly she, Katy Perry wrote it herself. Um, and it's actually about Josh Groban, <laughs> but, uh, so, uh, anyways, it's, it's a really good song. Cause like, it starts out kind of like that summer of 69 where, you know, they're talking about themselves, uh, her, the, the love interest when they were younger and when they were kids. And so, uh, and it just kind of goes from there. And it's totally like, uh, it's almost a, a more remorseful song because she let him get away. Uh, but she's like saying that the yeah that she wish she wouldn't have and then of course you know I, I mentioned this before I'm a sucker for time machine the word time machine is in the song so it's like all right you know a half point there you know wait do <laughs> so, you like the movie time machine or is it just no, like no I like no I like time machines just huh. in general yeah. well, Hot tub time machines, or are we talking like any type of time machine? But yeah, that time machine, <laughs> that time machine. Yeah, so. try to watch a movie where there's a time machine in it, like Back to the Future or a TV <laughs> show, like Doctor Who with Taj. He cannot yeah. contain himself. I love Back to the Future. Uh, so, so you get up on mermaids and time machine. <laughs> Where are the mermaids coming from? Oh, sorry, octopus. My bad. What? My bad. <laughs> uh, see that? So, 
But I yeah. mean, you, you keep it simple: octopus, um, chipmunks, and 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 time machines. Okay, and then female songs, empowerment songs. Right. I think we uh we got a pretty good understanding of time right. So, but yeah. So, uh, what did you guys think of of Katy Perry? And I'm not the first one to bring up. Katie. I think she's hot. I, don't know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'd smash. This, this. <laughs> Throwing it out there, but uh, so, so you're not the first one to bring up Katy Perry. No, well, I I did as See? a guilty, I, not a guilty <laughs> pleasure. The Roar song by Katy Perry. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, oh, it's not a every other female artist that we've ever <laughs> talked about. So am I the one that's supposed to go first because I picked a Katy Perry song before? No, no I, I'm just. No, that's no, fine. I'll you do can it. relate to this a little bit more than. Yeah, I, I can totally yeah. relate to it because you know. You feel like a teenage girl I'm sometimes. Honestly, you know, playing on loop <laughs> Katy Perry songs because I listen to one. Um, yeah, I, over you know, and over and over again. Yeah, totally. Just the girl, I, and like it. So yeah, I'm I, I'm indifferent about Katy Perry. Like I, there are some songs that are are definitely you know earworms, and and sometimes I have nothing against you know bubblegum pop music. I mean, I like I said, I I picked Roar as one of my choice tracks for a theme, and I I'm not I'm not ashamed of it um, at all. But I wouldn't say that I'm like a Katy Perry listener you know like I, I don't go out of my way to listen to Katy perry and 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 case in point i don't think i've ever heard this song okay. you know, i've never listened to a full Katy perry album i don't think um oh, so you shouldn't have said that oh i see i see we're okay at least one choice uh, album from ty so we have a reprieve at least for a little while longer um but uh yeah I, you know episode no <laughs> I, I don't I don't dislike the song, but I, I'm a little like I understand that you felt short of time. But for for a guy who talks about he loves songwriting, like I know, <laughs> really, like of all of all the like songs that have been written, like I would have thought you might have had like a go to right away. You know, so it was a, I was a bit taken back by it, but it's good to see that we have something a little bit more contemporary, uh, you know, on on the on the uh on the on the episode so right um yeah it's it's just okay but it it's definitely not it's not one that um i'm gonna go back and listen to again like roar so right. <laughs> you know gotcha yeah it, that makes sense yeah and and it's it the story the storytelling is not there and I, I can I can understand that for sure. But yeah. Yeah. So you just say the storytelling's not there for a Katy Perry song. <laughs> <laughs> I have to disagree with Taj. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> You, you, okay. All right. I mean, it's not your story. You're not a teenage girl looking for sure. a hot date. Sure. Missing your man. I mean, maybe. I don't know. That's yeah, what you do last, last Friday night. <laughs> he was a teenage daydream. <laughs> so. I mean, Complete you, Confection you, is the name of the album, right? You get fireworks when you hear this song, Tom? <laughs> I actually do like the song Fireworks. I already admitted to that. <laughs> get fireworks in his pants. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. It's kind of funny. Like man, you find the ropes in gym class. No, I don't uh, all seriousness, it is she's a good artist, but yeah. Totally not relatable. I think that you definitely hit the hit it on the spot for a lot of listeners. For a lot of people that like Katy Perry, this is probably one of her better I mean, all her albums are hits actually. She's like right. pretty successful with that. But uh yeah, teenage the teenage dream. I mean, I guess you can like reverse it for anybody. <laughs> sort of understand where she's coming from you could be whichever role you want to be i guess but yeah that's uh well, that's, that's the, relatable in that sense yeah right? dating and, in high school well if you watch the music video like the music video really leans into the reminiscing part because like they have her dressed up as an old lady and she's remembering uh somebody that she was dating and especially because she heavily leans into the fact that like she gave up love for wealth <laughs> In, yeah. in, in the music video. So, yeah. Well, she's, and, she, right. Yeah. Well, I, I think she's like, I, I think Brandon said it too, like women empowerment or young women empowerment, trying to send like kind of like a good message for young girls. And she's a role model. So something like this would be that for that crowd, you know? Right. Yeah. I can't relate to this shit at all. 
<laughs> but uh doesn't mean I'm an asshole. I'll just you know, it's like I'm on the other side of this, or I was never on the other side of this. So, but uh, this is a different world for sure. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And did Diedrich actually say yes or nay? Didn't <laughs> <laughs> say nothing on purpose. <laughs> Yay or nay, Diedrich? <laughs> Katy Perry. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> Yeah, she's hot. So, so it, doesn't, it doesn't matter if it's garbage. She's hot. Titties. <laughs> nah, um, for for what we were talking about, <laughs> an it's, a, it's, it's a it's a yay, but it's a it's a slight yay because it's it's Katy Perry. So I don't I can't put a whole lot of like stunt into it. So what, like yeah. So gotcha. would you say you're not mad at it? <laughs> you know, I'm actually kind of mad at it. <laughs> I, I was not expecting that to come up. But uh, the fact that Todd brought it up, it, it kind of evens out. <laughs> of so, course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So I'm, I'm cool. I'm cool with it. I'm not going to say I'm not mad at it because I actually kind of am, but I'm cool. I'm going to go driving around town listening to this tomorrow. <laughs> okay. You do that. Right. Blasted. Make sure your windows are rolled down. <laughs> oh, yeah. That would you be a good dare. With at stoplight. You have to. Dude, that's hey. a good dare right there. Go to Starbucks. That's not a dare. That's on a blast. What are you talking so, about? Now, <laughs> just, drive in, drive through. That'd be awesome. Just they would all appreciate it. Oh. Uh, go ahead, Tasha. I, I was going to ask. So there is a, a acoustical version of this. Do you think without all the heavy? I I listened to both, and I kind of felt make the worst time. Okay. The answer is no. Okay, <laughs> I was just curious. It, it could I, be a better. It could be a better listen. Well, but I, the, like you know, just the subject matter is totally unrelatable for me. But oh, gotcha. You know what I mean? Oh, well, because so acoustic. Now it's Taylor Swift. So that's, that's all. I was gonna say Taylor Swift and Katy Perry are you know, right, right next to each other. Taylor Swift is putting some good shit out lately, though. Yes. Yeah. Damien, you've never had one that got away. Like not not even necessarily a woman, but like I don't know, like a restaurant yeah. that you really like, and you'll never get to go back to again. <laughs> it, it, yeah, I, actually, that's probably happened a lot. <laughs> Damn it. Okay, now I'm getting kind of sad. <laughs> Just it changes the whole perspective of the song. Right. It's like when you find a good burger, and then it's like you can't find that burger anymore. Yeah. For me, it's yeah. more like a kill streak in Call of Duty that got away. It's like only I did better. The one that got away. Todd's trying to make it sound a little more manly. He picked, uh, he picked something from the complete confection. When I'm drinking my whiskey, playing Call of Duty, stretching my balls. Uh, yeah. You know, man stuff. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Katy Perry is a good artist, so yeah. I just can't relate to half the shit she's talking about. But uh, I know a lot of people can because she makes a lot of money. So gotcha. yeah, she does, and she wouldn't want it any other way. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, see what you did there. All yeah, right. Thank you. <laughs> Are you guys uh, ready to move on? <laughs> yeah. So okay. ready. Yeah, let's move on. All right. All right. So this is the part of the podcast where we go to side B. So we're going to go and drop the needle on side B. All right. So, Brandon, you assigned us some homework that it matches kind of side A. What did you give us? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I had already decided that I wanted to do this album at some point, um, you know, throughout this podcast. I wanted to get here. And, uh, and then I really wanted to kind of start off the episode using like a choice track of one of his songs and that's why i picked bees wing by richard thompson as a choice track um and the album uh is actually a different album than where the song bees wing comes from um but yes the choice album for this episode is actually by richard thompson and it came out in 1991, and the album is called Rumor and Sigh. Um, we have talked about Richard Thompson a little bit uh, when we did the Fairport Convention album, and we talked about him a little bit at the beginning of this episode. Um, just to kind of have a quick recap about Richard Thompson, 
He's an uh, English singer, songwriter, guitarist. Um, he was uh, prevalent in the uh, beginnings, origins of British folk rock with the uh, Fairport Convention. Um, and um, he eventually left Fairport Convention and he created a solo album, uh, a debut solo album in 1972 called Human Fly. And then about a year later, he actually teamed up with his wife, uh, Linda. And then they did like eight albums together and they got divorced. And then in 1983, he started doing solo albums again, beginning with Hand of Kindness. And that's pretty much what he's been doing ever since. He has 18 solo albums altogether from, uh, from what I can tell. Um, Rumor and Sigh was actually his seventh solo studio album. Uh, and this album was, was nominated, uh, for a Grammy as well. Um, so I'm a big fan of Richard Thompson. Uh, I, I, it goes without saying. Like, I mean, I picked a Fairboard Convention album. I picked a choice track. Now here we are listening to an album, uh, with him as a solo artist. And, I, you know, I, I didn't grow up with Richard Thompson. Um, but it was something that happened during, during the last few years. I, I definitely got big into, uh, British folk rock. And, you know, you can go back and listen to that episode. I think I probably go into it a little bit more in depth, but a name that kept popping up was Richard Thompson. And, um, I think what I real my, my first interaction, uh, with his music was actually with his wife. Um, and guys, I got some great news for you. One of these days, one of the choice albums is going to be with his wife back in the seventies, but we're not going to do that yet. But anyway, that was my, that was really my, my, uh, my, my introduction to him and, I, I don't know. Like, I just, I went down this, like, de- this deep dive and I started listening to everything. And, you know, I listened to Fairport Convention. I listened to the music with his wife, Linda. And, and then I started listening to his solo albums. And the solo album that resonated with me was this one, The Rumor and Sigh. Um, I just think this album is incredible, you know, and I have talked about it before on this, on a show that sometimes I don't necessarily always hear the song. Sometimes I hear the, the music, like I hear the beat, I hear the rhythm, you know, um, but I don't necessarily like, I, you, I hear the lyrics, but I don't really hear the lyrics. And I, hopefully you understand what I mean by that. But with Richard Thompson, this guy to me is like a full package. I think he is one of the greatest songwriters to, to have ever done it. Um, I, I think he, he's so unique. He's got a great voice. He's a hell of a guitarist. Um, but, but his, his power in, in the songwriting is just like every song just tells a story. Um, and, and this album, 14 tracks, every song is different. And, and that's what I love. Like there's all sorts of different stories on this album. Like each song almost could be like a feature length film. I, I just think that's so cool. Uh, and yeah, it's just, I, 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 if, if there's one song you may not like, hold on, there might be another one on here that you might dig because you might like the style change in, in his music. Um, and he does that a lot. You know, he, um, sometimes his lyrics can be darkly poetic. Um, sometimes his songs can be very fun. Um, I just, I, I like every song on here and, and I know it may not necessarily be for everyone that, you know, it might feel it's a little too folky, uh, or a little too, you know, I don't know, independent adult contemporary rock or something like that. But, but not to me, man. Like I just, I, there's hardly been a, I mean, there hasn't been an artist in a while where I listen to and like, I listen to him in both equal measure for the songwriting and, and for, for his, his musical, uh, prowess. Um, I just, I just think he's, he's one of a kind. He's very special. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll be quiet because, you know, I want to hear what you guys have to say. Um, but anyway, I, I just can't go on and on about how much I appreciate him. Um, I have a lot of his work. Uh, he had a autobiography that came out last year and, 
that was such a joy to read. Um, just like I said, I'm, I'm just a big fan and uh, I hope one day I get to see him live. Um, I mean, the guy has been around a long time. He's a living legend. You know, there will be a guitarist that will tell you that he thinks he, they think he's one of the greats. Um, and you wouldn't necessarily think that because of the kind of music that he does, but I, he's, he's just incredible. Um, and really quick, you know, I, I just want to bring out, bring up one song and this is not, not I'm not going to pick this as my choice track, but a fan favorite is a song called 1952 Vincent Black Lightning. This song is really, really awesome. And, uh, actually when Time Magazine did a song list in 2011, they put it in top 100 songs, English language songs from 1923 to 2011 for a song that came out in 1991. And you're going to put that in, in top 100. I mean, that, that's high praise for sure. Uh, I think it is a very special song. It's a, a great story. Um, yeah, I, I've, I've seen videos of him playing it live and you can just tell the audience loves it. Um, I'm not going to pick that as my choice track because maybe one of you might have it as your choice track. So I'm going to go with one that's a little bit different that I love every time I listen to. And the song is I Misunderstood. But I misunderstood. I thought she was saying good luck. She was saying I love, I misunderstood. I love his vocals. I love the lyrics. I love the beat. Um, yeah. So I, I should stop. Um, otherwise this will become a lecture and a Ted talk and, or, uh, you know, one of those great class lesson things, whatever they call them. Um, so master class. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys think? All right. Can I jump in first? Oh, <laughs> oh God damn it. All right. Go ahead. <laughs> Nah, you did. You got it. I just want to publish. Okay. Um, it, I loved it. So the, the, it it took maybe a, a listen, maybe a listen and a half, but it uh, I, I did like it. He's what brought me back reminiscing on like he's a true artist. Like, I mean, I know he's a musician, but he's an artist. And it and I know these are weird albums to 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 think back on, but it brought me back to kind of my childhood and listening to like Sting's Field of Golds or, you know, Billy Joel's Stormfront or even like uh, uh, Paul Simon's, his later one they did after uh, uh, Graceland, but even Graceland, like this was just an artist being an artist doing songs. And it, it was it was amazing, really. Um, <laughs> the reason why I wanted to jump in is because it, 1952 is my choice track. I, I, I just don't get me wrong. I like, I love all the other songs, but that one just, it stands out. Like there's no other way not to pick that song. The story in that song is just, yeah, everything comes together. Like the guy tells her what he is and he, he ends up being what he is, you know, and she still loves him. And like, you're like, yeah, it's, it's an amazing song. Um, the other thing that I find that I really like about the album, and, and it's hard to say like whether it's a comedy song or not, but Psycho's Treat, like that song is like you said fun, like that is like a straight up comedy song. Like it, it, it's not just fun, but it's also funny. And you're like, it's dark comedy at its best. <laughs> you're like, you're like, but yeah, the the album as a whole, yeah, and and that first song just sets the whole beat. Like that first song sets, hey, I'm gonna be telling you stories i'm gonna tell you fun anecdotes i'm gonna tell you as it is and then tell you how i got things wrong you know and you're like yeah that but yeah, yeah i'll go ahead and stop <laughs> so awesome all right well i want to jump in and uh tell you my pick is read, read about love so funny dude it's like he's read read about love i guess uh read or read i don't know but anyway so he's uh he's like trying to get love advice from his parents his teacher <laughs> anybody can that he just ends up getting getting what he needs through a hustler magazine <laughs> so i think that's pretty hilarious and i like i like the beat of it i would compare these guys this is 91 so kind of sounds like big head todd and the monsters a little bit 
um, got like some uh, um, other bands, you know, from that time. They kind of have the Moxie, not Moxie Furvis. Big. Uh, ah, there's another one that they kind of reminded me of, but it's funny because the last song you picked, your single for earlier this episode, I was thinking it was more like um, Bon Iver. So he's got like he's got a range, and that's what you were just saying too. So. Even on this album, he's got the range. I don't like the whole album. I, it's like it's it's definitely something that that I didn't I wouldn't have gravitated to. But some of the songs, and I think you said it, uh, you know, like if you don't like one song, you might like the other. I like the beat to read about love. I think it's a, and it's a really good, funny song. So that was my favorite pick. And I like the banjo. Is he playing a banjo or is he playing like a steel string guitar? I wonder. But yeah, I'm anyway, not the, particular song. I don't know. I'm not yeah, particular song. Good drum beat. You know, it's got it's got a good melody. I mean. Some of the other songs were kind of like they were good, but I could I could see it being like something I'd be hearing in a coffee house in the background, but not really under, not really caring what I'm listening to. But it was like it fits the mood. So like his music is like it's definitely mood fitting. Uh, um, it's not something I, I like. He's not an artist that I would jump out to buy his album. But huh, okay, because he. <laughs> You keep bringing up Boney Ivor, so I gotta jump in because I've tried Boney Ivor and I'm not Bon Ivor, not Boney. <laughs> Boney Ivor, Boner Ivor. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, it's it, not like my favorite either, but you just I know of some of the stuff. Yeah, but his style is completely different from what I remember because his is more ambient and his voice, his vocals are hidden, like. This one, like his vocals are up front, like he's the music's there, but his vocals are up front and he's telling you a story. Whereas the other one, like he his voice is trying to be ambient with the music, telling you the story and put you asleep. So. I think some of his stuff, some of <laughs> Richard Thompson's stuff is like that. You got to listen to not all. at all. Not at all. You got to go back. Uh, and listen. I disagree, Katy Perry. Um <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. I like. It. <laughs> I think. Yeah, I just. Think I also said that. Lord Huron, and that's that's more like Richard Thompson. And I've seen Lord Huron live, and he actually does have a very similar vibe. These are artists that are they're like current. No, and I guess that's how relevant Richard Thompson is. Like he can. I, I think he no. has a lot of influence. I would. I'm serious. Like I, this brings back Fields of Gold with Sting. I know that, that was one of my weird. favorite albums. I don't know why. I think it's kind of like yeah. not now, but it was kind of cool when it came out. Yeah, that's what this brings back. Episode, this doesn't earlier. bring back any of that modern folky stuff. Not at all. It's more. It's more that. I'm just being. Yeah. I even hear some of the Pogues in this guy's music. <laughs> He's all over the place, man. He's kind of got an Irish folk rock sound, and that's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, sorry. Brandon's like, fuck you guys. <laughs> I'm ready to explode. I mean, just keep in mind that he started in the late 60s. I know. If anybody's yeah. going to sound like anybody, they're going to sound like Richard Thompson. And that's what I was, just, I was just saying. I think that he was a big influence for a lot of these artists. That's why I, I did say that, yeah. Taj. Gotcha. I gotcha. <laughs> you. I gotcha. Taj, I appreciate you having my back. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> I don't know if I didn't have your back. It was a crazy episode when Taj. <laughs> Especially lately. <laughs> right? So, so what do you think, Dietrich? Sorry. Okay. So where to start? So um, your first track literally threw me off because he came in on a one and three. And I was like, hold on, am I not catching the beat right? And so going into it, and then he actually spun it out and went back on the two and the four, and everything kind of rolled out with that, with that read about love. After that, I, I actually really got into it, um, mainly because, one, his voice is so prominent. Like, it's it's without a shadow of a doubt. Every song is him. Like, you cannot disguise him. He, he does not try to run from it. He does not try to try to play with it at all. He knows his voice. He knows his lane. He knows how to stay in it. And that's that's ultimately him. And that's great for an artist, especially one that he's got so many damn albums. Like he's put out so much work. It's crazy. Um, but it's great when you've got that definitive voice that no matter what you're singing, people can recognize that. And that's that to me, that's a good thing. Um, some of the songs were kind of repetitive in a way. Not not the lyrics themselves, but the music itself. Like he stayed in the same beat per minute. Um, but like that goes back to his lane. Like he knows his music and he knows where he's coming from in his music. He knows 
how he wants to put it out. He knows his instrumentation uh, is pretty much the same. There may be a couple of changes here and there, but for the most part, um, he has control over his music, which not a lot of artists can say that. Um, he, he brings forth a strong presence. He definitely has songwriting skill. There is no doubt about it. Um, his, his, uh, analogies and, and his metaphors and everything that he brings into the music. It's, it's right there. So I definitely can see why Brandon is so in love with them because not in a bad way, but I'm just saying not in like a Taj Katy Perry way, but like in a real love way. Mainly because, um, the music kind of speaks for itself and that, that, Whenever I can come across an artist that that does that and that has that kind of has that kind of power within them, I'm naturally gravitating towards them just because I can recognize between studio music versus when somebody is a natural artist. There is a big significant difference. He is a natural artist without a shadow of a doubt. So if I had to pick an actual song on the album itself, um, one song that really stood out. First of all, I also like his artwork. It looked like his eight-year-old did it. And that was great. Um, probably did it. So I hate to say it, but yeah, I'm a 1952. That's a Black Lightning fan as well. Um, if I had to change it up for whatever reason, it would be on the Don't Sit on My Jimmy Shans. I thought that was a real fun folksy song and I love that one a lot. So that that's that's kinda the one that, that kinda stuck with me. Um oh what was the other one? I feel so good. That that one threw me for a curve. I was like, I feel so good, I'm I'm gonna wreck somebody else's life. <laughs> it's like damn. <laughs> Like that, like, I did not see that coming. I thought it was gonna be a real good feel to feel good type of song. It was like, oh shit, I'm gonna mess somebody else up. So, um, yeah. So, like I say, his play on words, I definitely like that. I feel that, and it resonated throughout the album. So, all in all, I like it. I like it a lot. I, it definitely made me want to go back and listen to more of the selections of albums that he has out there. And yeah, he's got a crap load of stuff, man. So it's a lot, a lot of a lot. Very to go through, so I definitely thank you for introducing this artist to me. Sure, um, thank you all for listening and uh, giving yeah. it a try. What the hell are Jimmy Shans anyway? I was gonna ask that's that like a funny song about like a drunk dude. Didn't didn't go there. Shit. I think it's his shoes. I think Jimmy uh, Shans were shoes. Someone stumbles, okay. gets in your face. I, I've been mm-hmm. there at parties and shit. You're like, all right, yeah. like, you're too drunk. Like, all right, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, all right, you had enough. Yeah. Why don't you? Yeah, loose waist shoes. I never get sick of this album. I don't know how many times I've listened to it for for this uh, for this episode, but I don't. It's just it's a song that an album that gets better every time I listen. I could see this being like one of your one of your go tos. Um, it brings me joy for sure. And that's awesome, dude. I mean, it's not my favorite. It's not something that I would like play, you know, to whatever. But if it was playing at a party or at a bar or whatever, like in the you know, like background, people were talking like that. To me, it sounds like it'd be perfect for like a really good environment like that. So, and that you know, with that being said, that's not a bad thing. But it's not something that like I just I guess maybe it will grow on me. I'm gonna try Richard Thompson's other stuff a little bit, see what happens. But I am interested in hearing what his wife sounds like too. So yeah. they did a duo. His, ex, his ex-wife. 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 Yeah. They have a very interesting album that came out early 80s where they were in the middle of a divorce. And a lot of albums I've found with couples seem to be pretty good. So we'll, we'll have to check that out. Yeah. Yeah. One of these days. One of these days. But it'll it'll be further down the line. So, well, thank you, guys. Uh, so before we, we sign off, uh, we need to be assigned some homework. And Diedrich, you are the professor. What homework do you have for us? I've got um, kind of a switch up. Not a whole lot of switch up. It's but it's kind of a switch up. I'm I'm kind of in my own lane right now. I'm trying to bring a little more flavor to the to the party. 
you know, eat all the meatball sandwich and throw a little oregano up in there. Um, yeah, I tried to clean that up, but it really didn't work. Uh, so I'm, I'm going with the artist that, um, was truly ahead of his time and really had something going for himself, but something happened. And, you know, for that, the world will never know exactly what could have been. So this particular artist that I'm talking about is Marvin Gaye. Um, the album that I'm talking about is 1971's What's Going On. Nice. Thank you. Yeah. I you oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I did not expect that. That's going to be an interesting one. Curveball. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Nice. I, I know the, I know the song, but I'm not sure if I've ever listened to the album. So. <laughs> one of his greatest. So, yeah, yeah, I think you'll like it. I think you'll love it. And um, if you don't, then we'll just uh, slap you with a Katy Perry picture. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's going to happen, too. Um, <laughs> it's going to be really fun to revisit that album. I, I look yeah, forward to it. I can't wait to go down this rabbit hole, man. This is this is cool. It is. Nice. Well, we have some great homework to listen to. Um, we all have something to look forward to. And uh, before we go ahead and pick up that needle, Taj, do you have a few choice words for us? <laughs> I do. Uh, please. Uh, uh, hold off. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, all Very right. good. HR said I can proceed. Oh, thank you. <laughs> all right. Uh, we have, uh, you can email us at choicetracks at gmail.com and with a Z, or you can find us on our website of choicetracks.com. Also ends with a Z. Please subscribe and listen to all past and future episodes. Let's go ahead and sign out. I've been Taj. I'm Brandon. I'm Damon. And I'm Jimmy Shan. Don't step on me. <laughs> I'm Beach. And uh, we're going to pick up that needle, but y'all keep spinning those choice tracks. Man. Skip on me shimmy hands. Yeah, man. Did you see those Jimmy Chans? They have Velcro, man. Those are the nice ones. The Velcro. <laughs> and that's how we're going to do it. went from like an Irish term for, I don't know what, to an 80s, 80s uh, fashion show. <laughs> Again, Katy Perry. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Not on there. Has this record stopped yet? <laughs> <laughs>